Hey, welcome clubbers to uh, the <laughs> First Issue Club podcast, the podcast where we lead you through the muddy and murky waters of the ever so bountiful weeks of comic book glory. This week, on April 4th, we're covering, what do we got, Mike? D. We're going to be talking about Isola, out on Image Comics. Analog, also out on Image Comics, and Demigod from IDW. We, uh, what's weird about this podcast is we're actually all in separate bathtubs, <laughs> Skyping to each other. They're bathtubs full of ice and carrots. Um, and mushy, mushy carrots. Yeah, mushy carrots. We're all eating them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm saving them for your daughter. <laughs> yeah, thanks for saving them for another. Um, so it might be weird that we're in different bathtubs, but I think we'll make through it. All right, who do we have in the club today, and what part of modern society would you destroy if you could? This is uh, Budget King, and for my good friend uh, Greg to the right of me, I would destroy two things. One would be the banana industry and the <laughs> chocolate industry. Chocolate? Um, I feel like chocolate is like, eh. And then bananas... <laughs> <laughs> what time out? What was that noise? Like, I bougie. Well, it's like people go too crazy over chocolate. They just got their everybody has their dick so far in chocolate that I'm just like, eh. And says the man who said he would fuck a cake if the world was ending. That and, was a van- it was a vanilla cake. And then if you could be candy, you'd be a chocolate dildo. That was the dildo part. <laughs> Why do you guys have to remember all my answers? I'm bringing down the chocolate industry, and then I'm the only one that values friendship on this podcast. I'm also bringing down the banana industry because my dear friend Greg is terrified of them. So the folks with chocolate-covered bananas, sorry. Yeah, if Ruined. you have a chocolate-covered banana business, I'm taking you down. <laughs> Hey everybody, this is Greg Lichtai, and I would just take down the internet. I think we've sufficiently ruined it. I don't think we can do any more good with the internet. We just need a break from the internet for about a decade. Quick follow-up. What would you do all day? (laughs) Yeah. What would your existence be? (laughs) Well, I hated myself until the internet. Well... Get ready. (laughs) Back to hate. (laughs) Toughen up. Face that reality. (laughs) Okay. Um, Yeah. You know what, Greg? I don't, I don't, it was a while ago, but I want to remind you, I did take down the banana industry for you. (laughs) Um. So, (laughs) my name is Caitlin Morosik, and I would take, I, I would limit the youths from accessing the internet until a certain point of time. That's my main problem with all of the mediums that I enjoy to scroll or <laughs> to too many at. young people. All the youths. All right. Um, I'm Mike DeStacy. The tech trend that I would nix is I think GIFs are a little overused now that I go through chat threads and it's just like, pointless nothing gif after nothing gif after nothing gif and i don't need that give me real content let's get this podcast started all right first up we got isola out on image <clears throat> which if you were to um view this cover 
it would look like maybe an Akira cover or um, something just gorgeous. This uh, comic book is about a young lady who Caitlin uh, beautifully described as who her ideal D&D character uh, looks like. She is uh, gallivanting through another world of which there's maps throughout that you could follow if you wanted to. And she is protecting or at least leading the princess of this world in the form of a tiger. This book is bonkers, and frankly, I have no idea what is happening in it, but I kind of loved it. Honestly, as an intro, I don't know what else to say. I, I, I feel validated by the fact that you didn't really know what the hell was going on, because I heard a, there's a lot of hype surrounding this book. Obviously, it's beautiful, and like you said, looking at the cover, it looks like something killer that's going to sell a lot of copies and have an immediate fan base, right? But I had no clue what was going on. And maybe that leaves a certain amount of intrigue for you to, like, have a comic that's, like, beautiful and maybe a little intriguing and you're wondering what's going on. But I kind of wish there was a little more to this first issue. I had a similar feeling that it wasn't giving us much in this first issue, but (coughs) I had to go on trust because there's map. (laughs) That's pretty simple, but usually if you're going to put enough thought into mapping out geographically what what this whole region looks like you have a game plan yeah and I also just like how she doesn't have control over who she's protecting you know this tiger isn't it's not going to do anything to get them out of the situations but it's not also under her it's not relying on her to protect it it's just kind of wandering off so in that same vein of like it's not going smoothly (laughs) that's I like that you both pointed those things out because one of the big problems I have with fantasy books, especially early on, is that there seems like there's no rules. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so it's just like they're, they're very low stakes for me because some bullshit magic can save anybody here or right. there. But in seeing some of the things that we're already seeing in this book, there's a lot of boundaries, restrictions, frustrations. Mm-hmm. Um, that we've already encountered, which which kind of bases this in reality a little more, even though we're existing in kind of like a mythical world. Have you guys ever played the video game Shadows of the Colossus? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, one of the defining characteristics of that video game, I feel like that people love, is that the the boy or the the main character, the horse is too big and the sword is too big, so the controls are a little bit off on it and it like really immerses you in these like rules because it feels like so like you're just in that adventure and I think what you pointed out Caitlin about her not being able to control the tiger really immerses you in this like like these these rules that like I'm not just this like Goku character that can just fucking destroy the world I have to like figure out how I'm gonna like do this tiny task which is keep this tiger alive (laughs) when this tiger keeps wandering off I think we'd be remiss if we didn't called? say that color break? the artwork looks like it's plucked straight from a Disney cartoon or a Studio Ghibli. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is like oh, almost too Princess Mononoke. Yeah, it's yeah. it's too beautiful to be in comic. Like I the coloring too, and in the way they move the shades, like the the each, yeah uh, each page is like color themed. Mm-hmm. It's it's almost like the art is too good. That it seems like a cheap comic where they've just remade something out of stills from a movie. A movie? Oh, yeah. yeah. 
It's it's unreal. The I yeah, you, we can't overstate how beautiful the art is in uh especially the coloring. The coloring in this book is fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Can I say something too about the sound effects? They're not actually letters fully formed. They're like just symbols almost. It, it looks like it's making the the phrase like yeah. And yeah, like right there it's like yeah. Like it's a true onomatopoeia. Just something kind of cool. If this were like a 90-page hardbacked book and that's how it were published, I would instantly buy it just on looks alone. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of excited to see where it goes. Uh, I might not pick up the second issue and go straight to trades on this one because I feel like it's going to read, uh, lo- read a lot better in a collection. If every cover looks like this, though, I'm going to have to buy I'll it. Probably, yeah, I'll probably do the same, to be honest, actually. But I might wait until I've got, like, logged up a few issues to Is power through it. Are? Yeah. Up next... Analog from Image Comics by Duggan, O'Sullivan, and Belair. Uh, this is a classic noir, cyberpunky spy on spy versus spy book out of Image that is more funny than it is intriguing. Uh, Duggan, the uh, author, did some work on Deadpool earlier. I knew him first as a comedian, though. He's so fucking funny. I don't think I've ever actually seen his stand up. What's his know, first name? I've heard him on Jerry. I've heard him on podcasts and stuff, and he's like a riot. Mm. Well, he and I this I'll say for sure this book isn't a comedy no book, but I mean I laughed aloud several times while I was reading it. Right, I sat across from Mike while he read it, and it was almost distracting how much he was chuckling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so God, sorry. <laughs> I'm just saying, keep it. He together. was laughing so hard his dentures popped out. <laughs> I don't want that brought up. <laughs> <laughs> there were a couple of like joke, like just outright jokes, just written in mm-hmm. when he's talking about it being post cloud burst mm-hmm. era, and mm-hmm. that people are like giving all of their. They're either going one way where they go completely off the grid, offline, or they're going the other way where they want everybody to know everything, and it just pans to this couple <laughs> that's new, fully nude, fully torqued. Basically having yeah, sex in a, in in a cab, Doggy style. and yeah. videoing it and asking like responding to things that people are saying to them. God, I love it. You said fully torqued. It's <laughs> one of my favorite phrases. Really? <laughs> well, fully you are welcome. Torqued. <laughs> yeah. All right. So l- let me tell you what your story about. about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got a little sneak peek there of uh, some funny parts in the book. <laughs> So, okay, fuck, this review is just <laughs> off the rails. It's so, great. They, buy this book. Let's start there. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> this book is worth your time and money. Yeah. I will say that. It follows Jack, a uh, courier for hire for high-stake packages that need delivered. How about that? That was great. Mm-hmm. Okay. The world that he is in is a world where all, the, all of the data became public, and now there is a need for offline things, mayhem, whatever they may be. Yeah, offline communications. I'm assuming what's in these briefcases is probably secret messages that people don't want digitally exposed. Because this book takes place in the year 2024. Um, It references um, a major 
event that happened in the year 2020 where if you're familiar with the cloud from your phones or computers. Ever heard of it? (laughs) Ever heard of the cloud (laughs) where all your funny nude photos are stored? So in this world, I'll We'll not let you finish this. Uh, (laughs) So in this technologically advanced world, even after the situation with the cloud being exposed, that's what the point I was trying to get to. The year 2020, uh, the cloud was, I guess, corrupted and hacked, and all the information in all the world that was stored in the cloud was made public. Lives were ruined. You see this, uh, he, he goes into a little more that um, there's this, like, homeless man with, uh, like, pedo tattooed on his forehead. Pedo. Pedo. Yeah, like he's a pedophile. Yes. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, they kind of go into that about how... He had a uh, diaper fetish or something? Uh, or? D- a diaper sniper, I think, is the reference <laughs> that they use. Yeah. God. There's, this review is... It's as crazy as the book, let's be honest. Yeah. This yeah. book is great. It's a detective book. They're self-driving cars. This book is great. Keep going and, into um, it. Can I, can I hit you with my favorite part of this? Yeah. There is a Mark Zuckerberg-type yes! character at the very end that we're shooting a lot of major fire at Facebook here. And it's extremely topical. Mm-hmm. What with the Facebook like it, hack. It could have even been written like three weeks ago. To- oh, completely. It is like so perfect. And this guy who is our uh, hitman lead is like, I'm going to take this motherfucker down. And apparently he does, which leads to the world within everyone's living now. Like the, this, the, the flashback in this book is in 2018 where he's meeting this Mark Zuckerberg guy. And in the future, there's the world that really re- uh, resents technology and is, like, consciously disconnected. And even Russian, like... I just love that The so way much. that they did that was, like, so... They packed so much into one book and didn't make it feel like you were eating, like, a ham, turkey, roast beef, bacon, pepperoni sandwich. Totally. I, I, this, ne- this book never felt tedious for me to read. Like, the intro is, like, a fun romp that seems like you're going to get into an action book. The midsection is some character development, some background crime noir sort of feel. And then the the back end of it is, like, suspense thriller setup. Like, such a good book. So many things going on. Clever throughout. I I loved it. What would you guys be uh, scared about? Uh, being public if your whole internet persona went online right now. You know what I'm glad about is that um, internet and your persona on the internet and how ingrained you are in it started a little later than my, like, immaturity set in. Because when I was, like, even 21 years old, I was such a fucking shithead. Mm -hmm. And... I would hate for documentation of that. So much document to like aired out my bullshit in front of like everybody and had my parents like build up my whole profile up until that point and then take it over and then like shit on myself in front of like all my family's friends and all my friends. Like that's terrible. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think you encapsulated everything that I would be scared of. Yep. And then my credit cards. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay. Well, we go good. I can't wait to end on this only next two? book. Oh, good lord. This, so, this next book's gonna be great. It's a real humdinger. It's called Demigod out on IDW. There's a lot of cooks in the kitchen on this book. <laughs> <laughs> it's like published on IDW. It's an omnius press uh, subsidiary. <laughs> It's written by Ron Mars with art by Andy Smith, but Demigod the character, who is a new original character, was created by Bart Sears. So for some reason, Bart didn't feel up for the task of writing or drawing this. And There's also a separate a publisher called Sleeping God that did some of the variants. Jesus Christ. Which there's like Sleeping Giants. There's like seven variants for this book, which like, why? <laughs> like, like, no, no one knows what this is. Nobody so picked this up. Either. We had an, we had an argument about this book going into this discussion about whether like how on the nose it actually is. Because if you look at the cover, this looks like the most outdated, shitty comic you've ever seen in your life. Like, every you know? every comic book I bought in eighth grade. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this looks like super early '90s when comics were like over muscular guys who like look like douchebags. Like, look like dudes who would, like, beat you up in a bar because yep. they were, like, born 6'5". <laughs> um, this book reminded me of Chris Evans' character in Scott Pilgrim. Yes. He's just... <laughs> okay. Just self-aware enough about his appearance, not self-aware at all about anything inward. Yeah. Like, just trying to be what he thinks is the coolest thing. So here's the weird thing about this character. So I'll, I'll start by saying this character, Demigod, is... Essentially, Hercules reincarnate. We live in a world where the Greek gods and all that stuff is real, and there's this kid who's like a total loser. Um, we're led to believe, at least he thinks he's a loser. He actually looks like pretty cool, yeah, pretty good looking. He, he would like the definitely guy from Maestros. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. He would be the most attractive person on this podcast, sans Caitlin. Oh yeah, for sure, including Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I don't have those locks. <laughs> Somehow he's like distantly related to or bears the blood of Hercules and uh, gets in a bar fight protecting some babe that he works with that he semi stalks. And some babe. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's appropriate. You yeah. have to describe that, it that way. Look yeah. at that and tell her me that's not a babe. Yeah. And, and not like some like this is, is she's supposed to be she was probably her character was written like it was vacant say, generic yeah. babe yeah yeah vacant um, babe that's my new punk girl band Sorry. vacant babe yep bacon babe. bacon babes um, did but, you say bacon babe oh wait <laughs> I wish what what, what what did everyone else oh, say that sounds like <laughs> a girl I think we said vacant I could get it oh uh, yep. Sorry. I, I said vacant bacon bacon babe it, it probably said bacon babe too. So, <laughs> comics. Um, so, so how this character, I think James is his name, uh, learns that he is demigod is that Cerebus, which is a three-headed dog character from Greek, Greek mythology. You probably know that from Harry Potter. Uh, storms into the, the like restaurant he works at and smashes the restaurant manager into his display of bats, one of which is a Babe Ruth bat, mag- wow, wow. like that. It's like a magical trigger for James's Herculean heritage, and all of a sudden he turns into like a uh, seven six an asshole, uh, 
piece of shit with a like chin the strap. worst chin strap <laughs> yeah. beard you've ever seen in your life. And the whole book is kind of narrated by this guy who reached maturity as a so-called loser and then all of a sudden is a full of himself vacant bro. Yeah. Who was a superhero. The feeble guy who is trying to protect the girl and works up the muster to do the heroic thing and stand in front of her to defend her honor or whatever, mm-hmm. even if it's like a in a creepy, pervy way. <laughs> um, he ultimately becomes the guy in the bar who's like an aggro asshole. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the whole narration is from the perspective of a hyper-aggressive bro who's just like not self-aware and thinks like everyone that's like not jacked is worthless. Yeah. Yeah. Would That's a, such a great point. I want to work for IDW. You Apparently think, anyone can. They have some we we talked about that oh, they have some good They have some good books, but when when this book gets 10 variant covers like god, they must be printing cash. Yeah, spend your money it elsewhere. It really is just a a glorified bar fight in a book. And so that's it. That's it, all that's all you're getting. If this, if this getting. is a joke, I feel like we are the only four people in on it. Like, I'm not sure that the vast majority of people walked into a comic book shop this week and said, I get that joke. This is even a bad joke. Yeah. I th- Well, I think maybe the more you read it, the, there's more payoff with this guy just being a total jack-off. And that's funny to me that there's, like, a new metal jack-off who's, like, a hero, but, like, he's still, like, the get, the goof is is that he's still a loser, that he thought he was a loser, and now he's an even bigger loser yeah. as, like, a superhero. Um, that concept is hilarious to me. But I think you're right. I think it's so abstract, and you're asking so much of people to buy a comic book with this on the cover, and... What's... I guess... Get, and, I, and get that. Go ahead, Caitlin. Uh, does he need the bat? <laughs> the Babe Ruth bat? Because it's in the cover. Does he... Yeah. Because oh. it took the babe to save a babe. Does he still need the, oh. the bat, like, oh. throughout everything? Yeah. Because also, that would be another funny, like, side-in on the joke. It's just Although sexy. it looks like his arm could do more damage. Yeah, his veins as big as the bat. <laughs> here's here's the problem I have with this comic book. If you were go going to a con, every self-publisher uses a font that kind of looks like this oh, font oh, yeah. on this. Right. And so, like, I just feel like the the joke of this is just doesn't go a far enough to be like, this is published on a pretty major publisher, and it's... What were you going to say, Mike? I Just that I completely agree with you. Like, this looks like self-published garbage on someone who's delusional about that their idea is... You're making Worth me want to cry. Doing. This is but, like everyone that I don't want to make eye contact with at a con ever. How big is that ever. dude's fucking thighs, by yeah. the way? Exactly. They're huge. But but this this comic is on the nose. And this is a... I'm confident this is a goof. <laughs> but most people... You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> but most people aren't going to look at this and think this is a goof on this sort of got It character. was published as close to April Fool's as you could get. Yep. That's true. It, oh. If we don't find out that Bart is actually an eight-year-old boy that they overheard talking about this on, at a bus stop, and they're like, we got to steal this idea from they, this kid. We'll put his name in the comic book. It'll be fine. Yeah. 
for that alone, I'm interested to just see where this joke goes. I'm gonna get the second issue. Uh, really? Yep. Okay. Without a doubt. We this. I feel like if you tasked me to write a comic, the whole concept that we kind of described about this guy being a loser and then becoming a superhero and being a bigger loser <laughs> and being like a, like kind of yeah. new metal looking is like so funny to me. So let us know, Mike, how it goes. <laughs> no problem. I'm going to continue to keep my perspective on this. I think there's there's no doubt in my brain that this is a, a joke and a commentary on raged out bros. So what would it have to do then to keep your interest if it if it continues as a series in this vein? Continue to lampoon this sort of guy and make him realize that he's not any bigger of a person, even though he's physically massive. If you want a good, funny demigod story, read Archer and Armstrong from so, Valiant. Yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah, That's a better comic than this is going to be, I'm sure. <laughs> or uh, I like Archer and Armstrong. Or read Damage. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of DC, Brimstone came out. You can skip it. This is the Hulk on fire. You know, Are liked, we still going to rate I all the new Brimstone. heroes? Yeah. You want me to tell you something that I've observed in this podcast since we've been recording? We have all become DC fans and we don't know it. <laughs> um, I, I will refute We're that. sleeper DC agents that have not yeah. awoken. Well, okay, so Doomsday Clock's pretty great. Oh my gosh, Doomsday Clock is so good. Like, I'm shocked. Not I've it. loved every issue. And we did just do an episode shitting on Marvel for about... 40 minutes. Yep. <laughs> I'm telling you, we we became DC fans. We became God. our own worst enemy. We just got hoodwinked. <laughs> I am my own worst enemy. <laughs> what comes after that? The, and it, every it, now and then I kick the living out of me. <laughs> and smoking a cigarette. <laughs> still waiting. Still burning. <laughs> why? No. Why? <laughs> For, oh, and I'm forgetting it just slightly and off I'm the sleeping whole time. in my underwear <laughs> in the front yard. <laughs> that was, that's you should have your own. You should have um, Mike Bop, like Kids Bop, oh, yeah, where well, you just sing what you think it is. Mike Bop. Yeah, where I do a, a, an album from memory. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is by the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, I think. <laughs> <laughs> knocked on plastic. Never oh, had no. to knock on plastic. But I know someone who has. You know it's wood. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. But <laughs> You're right. You're so right. Never had to chop down you know wood. Correctly. <laughs> if anybody on earth had to sing the not chorus to that song, what would they do? Never, Never had they to chop die. down wood. A jaunty pirate? <laughs> You're welcome to the Mighty Mighty Ball Stones concert. Have you ever been close to tragedy? Oh, I've been close a... to folks who have. No, there's a two. Have you ever felt a pain no. so powerful, <laughs> so heavy you collapsed? <laughs> no! no. <laughs> well, then. Alright guys, this has been a podcast, an audio explosion to you, yours, and everybody you know. Share this podcast, we work really hard on it, 
and we like everybody that listens to it, and we even like the people that don't listen to it. So go ahead and give them that podcast too. Um, this, this podcast is recorded in KCR Studios. We are a proud member of the Fountain City Frequency family of podcasts. Our uh, music is primary color music. That's who makes it for us. And we're edited by the beautiful and buxom Matt Hodep. Hit us up on all the socials. Our Instagram is killing it. If you, here's, here's, a, little in, uh, here's a little tidbit for you, youngins. If you're graduating, it's April. It's it's May. You're looking at the clock. You're saying, I'm about to graduate. You have soft skills. You might have a marketing degree. Tip yourself down. Tiptoe yourself down to our Instagram and just take a peek of it. And that's your ticket to uh, any fucking company you want. You'll get a job instantly. Uh, we are marketing geniuses. That's our Instagram. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and you're welcome. <laughs> uh, so enjoy that. Just get a visual of all these grads tiptoeing. Yep. Over to, to their phone. Yeah. Tip, 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 tip. <laughs> Let me go be the 29th like on Instagram. <laughs> First issue club. 2900. <laughs> 100. Um, let's close it out. I actually thought of mine. I, I workshopped my uh, closeout with uh, Heather in the car on the way to. We, did, we had a pizza party today, guys. Yay. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> on the way to pizza party. We won the soccer game. Yep. Um, <laughs> we were all my, in cleats the entire time. Here's my goodbye. Can I ask you a question? Sure. You did not uh, work uh, this. Uh, yeah, this uh, 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 are you having fun? Oh my god. <laughs> did she, Heather tell you not to do that? She laughed. <laughs> You guys are made she for each other. So supportive of you. <laughs> Blind love. She was crying. <laughs> so you just assumed that was favor. Uh, well, I'm Greg Licktie and scoot him up, scoot him up, scoot him up. <laughs> Show myself up. I'm Mike DeStacy, and to all the girls who love to haunt, <laughs> oh, <yeah>. leave me be. <laughs> Bye. Bye.